You're listening to the Doc Lounge Podcast. This is a place for candid conversations with healthcare industry's top physicians, executives, and thought leaders. This podcast is made possible by Pacific Companies, your trusted advisor in physician recruitment. I am your host, Summer Gilbert, and I am the Director of Marketing and Branding here at Pacific Companies. And for today's episode, we are doing an Ask the Expert series with a special guest, Executive Vice President of Pacific Companies, and our training guru, Mr. Chris Call. Chris, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Summer. It's good to be here. For those of you who are newer listeners and are not familiar with who Chris is, Chris has been our co-host many times, um, but he's also had many, many years in the physician recruitment healthcare industry, and so his knowledge is so expansive, and I love talking to him because he just has a way of explaining things that really penetrate the mind, and I think that's really important. So let's just jump right into the question. We get asked quite often from our clients and also physicians, how do we evaluate a opportunity? And what sets us apart from other recruitment firms in the way that we do so? So Chris, I'm gonna throw this over to you. So give us a rundown on how we evaluate a practice. Yeah, thanks for asking, Summer. And that's an amazing question. That's really the heart of what we do is, you know, many years ago when we started doing this is we constantly found physicians saying, what else? What else? What more can you tell me? And it was like we started to see that there's a great lack of information that the candidates had prior to coming out to evaluate a practice opportunity. And in many cases, they were going to visit opportunities where they really didn't have a decent idea of what it was that they were getting into. Uh, so I kind of equate it like, you know, I come into my doctor's exam room, I jump up on the table with the scrunchy paper, and he starts asking me a bunch of questions. I'm like, well, why is that important? Well, the doc needs to figure out what they need to do for him. What's my issue? Do they need to order blood work? Do they need an x-ray? They don't know. Every patient's a little bit different. So that, you know, the doctors have told us, you know, in order to provide a proper treatment plan, they have to practice evidence-based medicine. Their, their treatment comes from the evidence that they see and their interpretation of that evidence, which is a judgment, their, their clinical judgment. Yeah. Well, we kind of do the same thing. The, the evidence that we see as we evaluate a practice opportunity on behalf of the physician uh, is our evidence. We call it evidence-based recruiting. So if a physician is going to make a move to a new opportunity for them and their family, let's do it on the evidence. What does the evidence say as far as what are they looking for as a family, their significant other, their different priorities of personal and professional, geographic and financial priorities for them and their significant other? And then does it meet, you know, probably 80 plus percent of what the client's looking for in a candidate? Does the community meet that too? So it's an ongoing conversation to determine, is this a good fit? It's very subjective until we get the information that we need to see that says, which candidate is the right fit? Mm -hmm. Because there could be plenty of physicians saying, hey, I'm interested, but it might not be the right fit. So if we can take the emotion out of an area like, I want to move to Austin, Texas. Oh, I love Austin. 
okay, well, what does that mean if they decide to move to Austin? Maybe it gives them access to UT and the Capitol and the South by Southwest Festival when it comes back on. Okay, great. But do they know that maybe it might be overdoctored a little bit in their specialty? Maybe they won't see a bunch of the challenging cases. So that's why we go out to evaluate these opportunities to get a feel in advance of a phone conversation with potential candidates saying, yeah. this is what the practice is, doc. Does that make sense, Summer? Definitely does. So it sounds like before we even get a candidate, a physician involved, we actually go and make sure that we know this clinic, this hospital, whatever we're evaluating inside and out, as well as the community, so that we can be the best representation um, of the opportunity that we possibly can. That, that's right. I was recently out on a position out in uh, West Virginia, about an hour from uh, Pittsburgh, so the eastern part of Pennsylvania, or the western part of Pennsylvania, but just below that. And when we went out there, I had a preconceived notion of what this community was, like, oh, West Virginia, what's it like? But after being there, like, damn, this is nice. I could see some redeeming factors of this community, hilly, there was rivers, there was lakes, a lot of trees. I'm like, oh, okay, I could see a physician moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I visited with the, the CEO, the CFO, the COO, the four GIs that were there, the hospitalist, the ER physician, all the people that a GI would come in contact with in the course of their care delivery, each of those physicians gave me firsthand testimonials of why they moved there. Mm-hmm. what the good, the bad, and the ugly was, because all places aren't perfect. Yeah. But they gave me detailed information of how the hospitalist service works with the GI in managing those phone calls at night so the GI doesn't have to come in. Yeah. You know, the, the CRNA and the anesthesiologist gave me insight as how they're in managing anesthesia care, and I got some details on that. I'm not a clinician. Our recruiters are not clini- clinicians. So we're hearing this information that clinicians need to hear but we're not clinicians, but we need to convey that to the candidate. And when we talk with candidates that are like, well, where did you get that information? Well, we got it. We were out there. We sat in a meeting or we had a one-on-one consultation with the other GI. And this is what she said about the day-to-day practice. That's the facts. That's the evidence. And when we tell candidates, they're like, that's the information I need, guys. Well, that's why we're getting it. Yeah. I mean, it, we've kind of, you know, evolved this over the years to get literally what I think is what docs need to make a decision. I think we have 80 to 90 plus percent of what they need on the professional opportunity, as well as the community to make an unobject or a very objective assessment of is this practice, is this community going to be right for me and my family? Yeah, and you could be working with a physician that is in his late 20s, he's single, and he wants to go into an area that, you know, has a busy downtown, um, some golf courses, and wants to know more about that kind of stuff. These things are important to him. Or you're working with a physician who has a family, and schools are really important. And so we want to make sure we know all the A-plus schools, private, public, uh, whatever they need. Or you have a physician who's getting ready to retire. And so there's all sorts of different uh, needs that different providers will have. And 
I think what sets us apart as well is we actually make sure that the candidate really expresses to us what's important because we don't want to just make a placement. We want to make sure that the opportunity is exactly what they're looking for so that they are happy and fulfilled. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I think that sets us apart. We don't just grab a candidate and try and, you know, sell them into an opportunity. That's not the way we do it. Absolutely. And that's the, those are the tipping point, those little things that make a difference to say, hey, I'm going to go here. So when we go out, we don't know what's going to be important for a particular physician and their family. So we have to do a thorough investigation of the area, whether it be online. I take that with a grain of salt because sometimes stuff online is not accurately portraying what a hospital is, what a region is, but we'll factor that in. But we have to give an objective assessment as to, yes, this is a good spot. Uh, other things that we, we do that provide some value is a lot of times the docs say, hey, that sounds good, but how does the compensation work, Chris? I mean, really, I mean, because I've heard after a year or two, then my, my comp will change. So we drill into the details of that and we can provide some guidance, the evidence, if you will, in evaluating this practice opportunity. Part of it is it evaluating the financials of the opportunity. How many RVUs does a physician need to generate to maintain their salary? Mm -hmm. And at what RVU rate? If it's a private practice, well, what's the payer mix of that private practice regarding PPO, HMO, Medicare, Medicaid? If it's a workers' comp type thing that maybe you'd have in orthopedics, well, what's the payer mix in that? Yeah. Oh, okay, because that might factor in the, the incomes of a, a physician. If it's a large group, are the older, more established doctors in this private practice group seeing all the great PPO and better HMO payments? And then the new doc, he or she's getting all the Medicaid and Medicares, well, then their income is yeah. going to be low. So that's why we go out to evaluate the practice in that private practice type model to say, well, what's the payer mix of the group and what's the payer mix by doc? Mm -hmm. Tell me from a financial standpoint, are the other physicians in this group the partners, if you will, being fair to the new doctors. Yeah. So all this takes some time to evaluate, and that's why we go out to visit with the physicians. Not only do we want to hear what they say, we want to hear how they're saying it. Yeah. You know, the context and the quiet pauses that the doctor says, oh, she's saying it truthfully, or, hmm, there was a little hesitation there. Yeah. Maybe there's something more to explore. No different than a doc when they say, I'm going to start a course of treatment, and then they run some blood work or do some tests, and the test result comes back, oh, that conflicts with what I originally thought. Yeah. Hmm, maybe I should see the patient again, or maybe I should recommend a different course of treatment, or maybe I should recommend no course of treatment at all. Yeah. You know, because we want the candidate to make the right choice. Our doctors want to provide the best care for their patients, and that's what we're trying to do here, too. And in some cases, and the doctors are surprised, after doing this evaluation, I talked to a doc, and the doc says, hey, Chris, we're interested. I, I've seen times where it's not a fit. I said, doc, this isn't a fit for you. Based upon what you told me, I evaluated the practice. Let's not have you consider this one. Let's discuss my objection to you considering this job. Here's why. And in many cases, I've talked some physicians out of a practice because they're like, you're right. It was kind of like a square peg in a round hole. We we're trying to mm -hmm. force 
kind of like that puzzle piece that doesn't fit. And that's yeah. the, the value of going out to evaluate these practices because now we know what the right fit is in that piece. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be the right fit. And one last thing that we do that is different and I think sets us apart is our team really studies and does market analysis. And so that we can collaborate with our clients and you know combine all this evidence with expertise. So we bridge the gap between research and consultancy. And so our clients see us as a valued partner working together and you know, really maximizing their competitiveness, which in return will help them find the very best candidate that they can get. Right. And, and that's part of our uh, consulting advice. And over the years, as we've gone out to these communities, you know, literally in every section of the country, big and small towns, we've learned a lot of information of some trends and some things that we can do some basic assumptions with some verification while we're there. And many times our insights, uh, some of our clients are open to hearing it and some of them are not open to hearing it. But if we can provide new objective third-party evidence from candidates that we're talking to and say, hey, I've considered this position in Tennessee, this one in Alabama, and this one in Colorado. Here's the offers. Here's the structure. Here's the call. This is what they're offering and provide that, you know, a general overview to a client to say, hey, we don't make the marketplace, but this is what the marketplace is today, according Mm -hmm. to the candidates. And I'm going to assume that the candidates, she's telling me the truth. Then my client has the time to factor in that new data, which is current, to say, hey, do, do we have any room to modify our offer? Because the marketplace may have changed from they started the search six months or a year ago. We came on board somewhere in that process. And they're like, oh, we weren't aware of that. Well, neither was I, but through the evaluation of the practice in the marketplace for a particular specialty, we learn new information. And with new information, that allows you to make a new decision. Once yeah. again, going back to the, let's talk about the evidence. Let's talk about the facts, not an emotional decision. Like a physician, they make a decision based upon sound clinical facts. Yeah. Well, the facts of the marketplace may say X is competitive or X is not competitive. Is there any way to modify our approach in consulting to make sure that when we're evaluating a candidate or a practice, we find the right match? And that mm-hmm. also factors into our success rate. Exactly. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being our expert on today's episode. Um, I hope you listeners found some value in Chris's extensive knowledge on evaluating a practice. And one last thing for our listeners, Chris does free consulting. So give him a call. Um, It'll be in the description of this podcast and he is happy to share his knowledge with you. So Chris, thank you again for joining me. I always love having you on the podcast. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Summer. Thank you to all our listeners. If you'd like to be notified when new episodes air, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And a big thank you to Pacific Companies. Without you guys, this podcast could not be possible. If you would like to be a guest, go to www.pacificcompanies.com. Thank you.